I'm Novak Djokovic. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. And there it is. What a year it has been for Novak Djokovic. It bears repeating once again. 64-2, and 10 titles, three of them at majors. He has won three quarters of the career Grand Slam, and he has beaten Rafael Nadal. Just a dominating year and a dominating performance. Welcome along to the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley, just back from the US Open, which was, uh, I was about to say, pretty exciting stuff. Yes, the tennis was, uh, the weather wasn't, and uh, the scheduling, once again, from the USTA it was dreadful. Was garbage. Absolutely yeah. dreadful, wasn't it? There, there is a thing, though, Tom, where you cannot play the top guys three days in a row. You, you can't do that, because yeah. what they're doing now, um, the top players are hitting the ball and running down balls, which five, six, ten years ago... That wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have seen guys running down the ball or hitting the ball consistently. They'd give the points up, wouldn't they? Yeah, so they'd, they'd be stuffed by the time they actually made the final. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to have a final where guys are just exhausted and can't um, play. And that happened a couple of, uh, was it last year? Yeah. year before with uh, Nadal was one of those years was just exhausted. And the same for Nadal this year too. He got, yeah. he got hit hard by the schedule. Yep. So you don't want to be in the second half of the draw. Uh, with uh, <laughs> pretty US much, because yeah. it always seems to be that they're they're buggered uh, with all the rain and things, and there, it wasn't that bad a rain. They did uh, cancel one day pretty quickly, uh, which is nice because otherwise you're hanging around there for hours upon hours, and they just and you know what's going on, don't you? At least you can go back to the hotel, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, here we go. Look, we just call it off. And finally they did. Um, the hurricane that went through at the beginning of the tournament was nothing. It was just like a Scottish um, summer, uh, certainly in Manhattan. Down the coast a little bit, it was obviously a lot worse. But that's yeah. what happens when you build your houses on a beach uh, and also have no infrastructure because you're using the money for wars. Oops, did I say that? Sound like a Democrat. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a good tournament. There was some great tennis. Uh, great to see Sam Stosa win. I, I think um, a lot of people wrote her off, but... I thought Kirilenko was going to take her out after that mammoth um, that was a marathon tiebreak. Yeah, two 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 callbacks on um, you know on the on actual, match point. Yeah, on match point, it was just bizarre. And uh, Stosa kept on playing long matches, and you're thinking, Sam, you're a better player than this. And then when she was going to come up against Serena Williams, she's got power. She's got as much power. She's got the second fastest serve, which yeah. is basically next to Serena Williams. So she was never going to be daunted by the power. And she's got big guns. Had to interview her and had my arm on the table as well. Looked at my arm, looked at hers and thought, I'll just take my hand off. She could beat so, you in an arm wrestle for oh, sure. I tell you, you know, she's got guns. But she's also a really genuine person. There was a few drinks had by her supporters and self and uh, coaches at a particular bar that I was at. Good and, to uh, hear. That was quite amusing. Uh, you know, was, uh, she's just a genuine, nice person. Um, from a family of... You know, no great scientists, no great doctors, no great nothing. Her dad's a painter. Um, her mum, I can't remember what her mum does, but it's not like she's, you know, the world's best. Where you, you sort of look at some of the other people, they've got everything's put towards tennis or yeah, everything's sports put in the family. She was yep. just an, an average girl coming bringing yep. out, wasn't she? Yeah, coming from the the Gold Coast of uh, Australia, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to see that. And um, Serena Williams was such a bitch, and just doesn't outrageous realize, in that final. Well, I mean, how can you say to an umpire, basically threaten an umpire, don't you dare walk down the, the whole the corridor, look, yeah. That could be taken on the street as a threat. You could get the police for that. You know, someone Especially just in America as well. Yeah, someone just threatened to do me in. And $2,000 fine, what, you know, there's some rules for Serena and uh, rules for everybody else. That's, that's just garbage. That's sense. That's pence change. You know, yeah. that's, for her, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it, it disappoints me that she just has uh, no humility and... 
Yeah, that's a real shame. So it was really the crowd turned to support Sam Stosa because they just thought that, hang on, this, this girl's just been stupid. Meanwhile, we've got someone who's not been distracted down there, wasn't smiling too much, wasn't doing too much on the court, but was just trying to get on with it. To be fair on Serena, she got the short straw the day before, playing her semi-final against Wozniacki. They didn't start to after 10pm at night, which yeah. is terrible scheduling, but she should yeah. have been first on that day. But, oh, yeah, CBS, well, but again, CBS TV directs um, the way they wanted the men's semi-finals to be played first before the ladies' semi-final. And obviously Stoza wasn't even on, uh, on centre well, court. This was the worst thing for Stoza um, and uh, whoever she played in the semi-finals. Kerber. And, yeah, Angelica Kerber. Mm. Didn't even know where the court was. What, you mean, uh, you know, that big court, Arthur Ashe? No, never been there. She didn't play there once, did no, she? The I whole mean, tournament. Stosa's played there in the past. But again, that's garbage that she... I mean, I'll tell you what... Um, Martina Navratilova was absolutely ropeable when she looked at the schedule and saw that one semi-final was going to be out on, uh, well, wasn't going to be on Armstrong because they sort of ruined that with the, yeah. you know, the rain going <laughs> upwards. Um, it was just a bizarre scheduling. And, uh, you know, Navratilova said, this is a disgrace. It was a disgrace. How can you have two players? Somehow, one of those players was going to walk out in front of 23,000 people against Serena Williams on Arthur Ashe Court, the biggest court, and not having been there. Imagine if you're Kerber yeah. and made it through and you're walking out there going, wow, you, the first set would have been gone. Without it being a bagel, been, yeah. Without a doubt, it's, yeah. it's not fair. And it was just bizarre. And again, bad scheduling and everything else. I got to tell you though, the the Roddick match being put out against David Ferrer. That was funny. That was the funniest thing because I was up on the roof, and watching the crowd got it real quick. You know, everybody on Twitter and all that. Yeah. And the crowd started running, and they, they could only fit around it's a about small, small court, right? About, about five hundred people. Mm. It just started running there. It was nuts, and the the players were warming up where they were trying to put on the new sticks, the single sticks and all that and move the net, put a new net on. <laughs> and the players were warming up. It was the most bizarre kind of thing ever. There was um, people hanging from trees and yeah, the fence. Yeah, I saw the guy over the fence, yeah. It was just bizarre. Well, it there's was... no cameras on the, on the court too. Where no, the, they, they turned the camera them. around from yeah. another court. And the same with Wozniacki playing up there. I mean, how embarrassing. But, you know, on that day, there was you got to see a former world number one, a former champ up against a semi-finalist, former semi-finalist in Ferrer, who's a top tenner. Then you got to see the current number one out there. You're thinking, well, if I bought a day pass, fantastic. Yeah, they would have done well. Can you imagine if Roddick had lost that day? He would have killed the tournament referee. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's some problems there with the the referee. He's got to go, surely. Yeah, Brian uh, Brian Early, um, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't appear to have as much authority as he should and say, this is it. In that position, he should dictate. The, the unfortunate part is that there's so many people coming at him all the time. The players, yeah. you know, and Andy Murray saying that they're going to strike and all that. Get stuffed, Andy. This is your union, you idiot. You've <laughs> already got one. And then the players saying, we want a more revenue sharing. Okay, use some of that revenue to build a roof. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, no, we won't do that. I mean... Yeah, well, the players, stadium, they do need a, roof, a roofed stadium, don't Well, they? the problem is that uh, the two main courts are sinking anyway. They built them on a swamp. Uh, <laughs> same thing happened in Australia, but they've already got the plans to get them all sorted out, and they, yeah. they are getting them sorted, whereas US Open was still bungle around and um but every year we, we have these same problems with the weather disrupting the schedule and um, they've got to surely um they've got to build one court with a roof yeah but then the problem is what you're going to have one court you're going to play the final on a smaller court and say to everybody who's got a ticket sorry you can't see it it's true it's just, it's so, a tough one the other problem is the fact that the tv companies over the dictate to the usta oh, cbs is a bunch of who's playing when because they pay so much money to the yeah, usta but no, they're a bunch of jerks cbs what? are a bunch of jerks i mean what they do it's just they run the tournament and they do yeah it wouldn't happen at Wimbledon I'll tell you the All England Tennis Club would tell TV tell the BBC yep. to bugger off and, and the, the Masters as well Masters Golf would do the same thing I mean yeah. they fire people who are commentators they say no we don't like your commentator get rid of them they're like okay yeah this, it's all about the tournament it's, yeah. it has to be that way and well it's, it should be about the tennis the tournament and Serena you know sorry you're not bigger than the tournament although she yeah. thinks she is um, you know it's uh, 
It's a real shame uh, that US TA, just the way it is, and they, they need to make a stand and say no. And if people get stroppy, it's like, see you later. They do, I agree. See how you go. Um, bugger you. you know, we've got a lot of people who want to watch this or see this. So, yeah, real um, shame about Serena. Shame about the weather. Uh, but the men's tennis... Um, I mean, obviously, Roger Federer against Djokovic is one of the matches that stands out. Federer, Such the a shame. day before, it, um, you know, blasted Sommer off the court. Uh, you know, Federer had it, and then there was that one shot, I guess, where uh, Djokovic just took a bit, great big swing and it came off. Yeah, another, well, same same thing happened exactly the same 12 months ago. And a lucky shot, but he you, you give Djokovic some credit because he oh, went yeah. 100% for the shot and no, it went mean, in. Federer gave him credit, although it was probably the worst media conference that Federer has had, in the sense that it was a bit shorter than usual. Yeah, it looked pretty tough. He, he wasn't... I mean, he was grumpy with himself. He wasn't rude to anybody, but he, you could just tell that he... His demeanour is always bad when he loses, isn't yeah. he? He doesn't look happy. Well, he didn't want him? to be there. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, when he loses at times, he, you know, he, can be, he can be okay. But this time, he knew he had screwed up. And that was it. You know, I've screwed up. He wasn't... You know, he, he's okay at admitting that people beat him. Yeah. But this time he was just... He, was he lost his match, I think, it yeah. was fair to say. And I mean, um, obviously, uh, Andy Murray still <laughs> is Andy Murray. Not going to win, but... Uh, Four Grand Slam semifinals in one season. Yeah. Pretty good, but can't get that first yeah. victory. Well, you, but you look at the guys who are ahead of him, though. Three of the potential best ever. Well, yeah, that speaks volumes, doesn't it, really? And Djokovic, hats off to him. It's his third Grand Slam of the yep. season. Yep. And the guy still only lost two matches all year. You know, it's pretty pretty staggering. Yeah, no, it's um, some good stuff there. Uh, a couple of disappointments. Uh, Marty Fish should have done better. Well, uh, he lost to Songa, didn't he, in five sets. He, he just fell away that fifth yeah, set. Yeah, he, he looked too tired. He probably played too much beforehand. Vadasco lost early as well, lost in week one. Yeah, so there was a few guys who sort of fell by the wayside earlier, but um, otherwise... Well, Sodling didn't turn up. Sodling withdrew before his first-round game. Yeah, yeah, he, he was genuinely in, uh, injured on that one. He was, um, I think he was ill, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, ill, that's correct. Uh, looking through, no one else really stood out saying, hey, look at me. Um, and the guys there and then the girls. Um, well, Kerber. Kerber was yeah, the, Kerber the was shock. It. She had some fantastic results. And she could have come back against Stosa in that third set. Yeah, a little bit of uh, lack of experience there. She was just happy to be there more than anything else. Completely. And, uh, Her forehand looked very good, though. I was yeah, impressed with that. Yeah, lefty as well. And um, you know, blonde and lefty. OK, well, now we know who she is. So, yeah, a bit of a, a funny one, though, that um, four Grand Slam champions this year in the women's. You had uh, Kleisters at Aussie. Then you had... Um, uh, Lena out French and she lost first round. Then you had Kvitova. Um, you lost first yeah, round. First round. So you actually you lose first round of the after the Grand Slam that you just played. So kind of uh, uh, somebody who came through quite nicely. Uh, Panetta did quite well. She um, did well. Quarterfinals. Yeah, could have done probably even better. Uh, should have beaten Kerber. Uh, who else? She uh, should have beaten Kerber. Yes. Lisicki did okay, but then when it came to it, fell away a little bit. Uh, Azarenka didn't do as well as she should have. Zonareva was her usual sort of like consistent, but not much else. Uh, and Shazza did uh, reasonably well too. Lost you, to, yeah. Well, she still made the quarterfinals. Did she? I don't know. I'm making that up then. No, no, she didn't. Mate. She struggled first round against Heather Watson, and then she lost in the third round to Panetta. Yeah, well, I mean, Panetta was very consistent. You know, she always is pretty consistent. Quite a fighter. In fact, uh, three out of the last four years, Panetta has made the quarterfinals at the U.S. Open. So it seems to be a good tournament for her. But um, we've got a bit of audio of uh, Djokovic, the winner there, yeah. uh, Tom. And, uh, yeah, here's Djokovic talking uh, on court after winning the US Open and Sam Stoza also after beating Serena Williams. You saved two match points against Roger. You played a warrior tonight in Rafa. What does it mean for you under these circumstances to win your first US Open championship? 
well, it, it, it really sounds unreal. It's a, it's incredible, incredible feeling. Uh, I had an amazing year, and it keeps going. But every time I play Rafa, it's a, it's a big challenge, and I, I want to congratulate him on a, on a great tournament again. We, I wish that we have many more tough matches in uh, upcoming years, and uh, his team, of course. But uh, most of all, I want to say first, uh, just want to add what Rafa said uh, to give my compassion to the people of 9-11 and uh, our hearts are with us. This is, this is more important than a sport, you know, we are playing sport, it's great, we are enjoying, but uh, we, we cannot even realize how lucky we are to, to live and to be able to do something that we love, so uh, all our support. Thank you, Novak. <laughs> Just want to repeat Rafa's words and thank all the all the people who participated in the organization of this of this great event. This is one of the four strongest events in our sport, and it's uh, it's absolute uh, pleasure to be uh, a part of the uh, very few players that have been winning, you know, throughout the history of this trophy. And I wouldn't do it without my team that I love and respect so much. Thank you, guys, and my girlfriend, my coaches. My physio, my fitness coach, my friends. My uncle has a birthday today, so happy birthday. This is for you. And uh, last but not least, thank you. Thank you guys for making this uh, tournament very special. I, I really look forward to coming back here next year. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. Is it fair to say you had a good night? Yeah, I think I had a, one of my best days. So I, I guess I'm very fortunate to have been able to do it on this stage in New York where I've always loved to play, so thanks everyone. You have been dreaming about this since you're about 10 years old? About that, ever since I really started playing and knew what a Grand Slam was. This was a, a dream of mine to be here one day and um, it's kind of speechless. I don't even really know what to say and, and how I'm feeling, but... Um, does I, it feel the way you thought it would feel? I think so, I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to say, Serena, you are uh, obviously a fantastic player and a great champion and you've done wonders for our sport, so thank you very much. Oh. Very nice. It's about 8.15 8 in the morning in the Gold Coast, Monday morning. You figure a couple of people have just watched this back home? <laughs> I, I think so. From the messages I was getting, lots of people were getting up early and watching. And uh, so, uh, thanks everyone back home for supporting me. Um, you, I don't know what to say. I, every, all my friends, all my family, and everyone else, thanks so much for for supporting me all the time, not just today, but uh, forever. So I, I look forward to coming back home. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. So congratulations to Sam Stoza and Novak Djokovic winning their first U.S. Opens, and another good U.S. Open. Well, not quite this year that good for her, I'd say, but Marina Rakovic qualified, Dave? Yeah, that's right. She qualified for her third Grand Slam in a row and uh, uh, perhaps could have gone a little bit further uh, than the first round, obviously, but uh, qualifying was a good thing for her. And uh, obviously the progress since then has been uh, very good as well. She played um, Lucic in, in the first round, who's similarly ranked, wasn't she, at the time? Yeah, Lucic, uh, ex-Wimbledon semi-finalist, very powerful. If the ball goes in, it stays in and it's a winner. If it goes out, it's hitting the back fence. So, you know, she had to slice it and slow it down a little bit. But uh, Lucic eventually winning that, uh, what was it, about four and four or something like that. Yeah, uh, two close sets. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was a tough one. Did you watch the match? For... Did you go down and watch the Yeah, court? yeah, I watched quite a bit of it. And um, it was just one of those things. She needed to get into a rhythm. Once she got into a rhythm and into a point, uh, Arakovic 
you know, had every chance of actually winning. However, uh, Lucic just tees off on every shot and then got absolutely annihilated the next round by Schiavone. So, yeah, a bit of a shame there for Rakovic, but still qualifying. You know, that was good points for her. And, um, yeah, she was pretty pleased with that. Then her and Tennis Sagan lost a match that they shouldn't have lost in three sets to um, a couple of lucky losers. It was Wickmeyer, wasn't it? Uh, no, well, Wickmeyer was meant to be one of her opponent, but out? they lost to uh, Amanda Mordova and um, some Russian girl. Uh, they weren't meant to play them, but in the oh, end... Oh, their alternatives were there. Yeah. I see. They should, have, they should have beaten them, but um, lost in three sets there, which is a bit of a shame for their doubles after doing so well at uh, the US Open. At Wimbledon, yeah, the semi-finals uh, at Wimbledon. Yeah, <laughs> All these tournaments merging together. Well, you caught up, didn't you, with Marina after her first round loss in the singles. Here's what she had to say. Shame about losing that one. It was tight on the score scoreboard. What was the story of the match? I think uh, with a player like Mariana, you know, you just got to ride the highs and the lows with her. You know, she's going to make some great shots. She's going to miss some shots. And... Um, you know, going into this, you know, I was, I was keen to play my game. I was keen to you know, dictate and make her run around. But it's hard when she hits such a big ball, you know, especially if she has a day where it's coming off. But um, I think uh, in the first set, you know, and, and in the third as well, I had my chances. And, um, you know, there are a few points here and there that could have made a difference. But, you know, that's sometimes how tennis goes. But, um, you know what, I'm, I'm playing a heaps better than I did six months ago. Um, you know, if I played a player like this probably a year ago, it would have been a different story. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the right track and, and, you know, it's tough to lose today. But uh, in the end, things are moving in the right direction. With someone like uh, Lucic, she was up about 3-1 or something like that. You came back and uh, she was just hitting the corners. What did you do in the second set that you won? Did you take off the pace and make her work for the ball? No? Not really. I think um, in the second set, I don't think I did anything drastically different. Um, I think my depth of my ball was a little better and you know she wasn't dictating as much as she was in the first and I think that you know maybe annoyed her a bit and she started spraying some balls and I just I just kept playing you know <laughs> as solid as I could um, and in the third you know she came out and she started ripping again it's not that you know maybe maybe I was a little passive but in the end you know uh I tried to go after some balls and I tried to play my game and, and unfortunately she was just too good today. So qualifying for the last three Grand Slams, it's kind of you've done it the hard way each time, <laughs> yeah. but then you've got better and got your ranking better each time, yep. that's the way it appears, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, even even qualifying you get a good, good matches, it's tough out there and... Um, I mean, uh, obviously, it'll be nice to you know be straight in, but sometimes you go through the qualifying way, and um, I think it's good as well. You know, you get some points, you get um, get some ranking points, and um, you move up. So I think it's uh, in the right direction. You started the year around about 300, or who knows what you started actually? It was something big, but now you're 90 coming into here, qualifying points. You know, it's going to be a nice. A nice little jump. Uh, you're going to go up nicely. I don't say the truth there. I don't look at the rankings or the points, but um, you know, if that's the case, then great. And um, you know, I've got got Quebec City after here, and then I'm off to Europe um, to play Linz Luxembourg in a hundred thousand. So I've got another four or five events coming up, and um, you know, just uh, end of the year is always tough. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. So uh, Marina Rakovic says she doesn't like to look at the rankings. Yeah, I guess it's, um, as long as you can actually get into a tournament, that's all that matters. I mean, some people concentrate on it a lot. Uh, obviously, media concentrated yeah, you know, on it a lot. Yeah, we would. And, you know, and that's fair enough. But she likes to know that she's in a tournament. 
But in the end, you've got to think this opponent is ranked one, two, twenty-five, sixty-five. It doesn't matter in the end. They're still courts, still the same. Yeah. You know that, that's all that matters. And obviously, um, recently, in fact, uh, just a few days ago, she beat the world number twenty-five, Daniela Hanchikova, who had beaten her. Uh, what was it at Wimbledon or somewhere like that? Yes. Or earlier on on grass and uh, got her nicely, then beat uh, Tamara Pasek, who had beaten her early in the year as well. And now Rakovic has gone from 85 to 63 in the world after making the final of Quebec. Now, who did she lose to, Dave? <laughs> uh, Barbara Zahalova-Strykova. Nicely said. Yeah, yeah. That was actually um, it's a shame because both ladies were going for their first WTA title. Yeah. So you think, you know, pressure's on both players. Yeah. It's probably... a 50-50 game. Well, Rakovic won the first set, but then uh, lost the last two sets pretty easily. Only got one game. In the yeah, one in love. Yeah, but um, still, look, making the final, again, it's her first final. Never made a final. Made uh, two or three semis. And again, the ranking going up to 63. Uh, she's got a... Well, she was meant to be playing a 100K in uh, Europe this week, or maybe next week, and then a couple of WTA tournaments, and then uh, sort of making it back uh, to New Zealand late October. And, uh, what were you saying? Um, she was the first Kiwi since 1985 to play in a final? Uh, yeah, no, 1989, um, there was Belinda Caldwell made the final of Auckland, lost badly to uh, Sabine Appleman's in the final, and then she won in Singapore in 1989. Uh, so that was the last time we had a finalist and then a winner for WTA tournament. So long time coming. Yes, yeah, so a really good result for Marina and a great week. She should be pretty happy with that, beating Hanchakova and Falcone, two tough players, and yeah, obviously Pashek. as well. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, good result there. Uh, one thing I'm intrigued about... If, if she doesn't look at her ranking, how does she know what tournaments to enter? Well, I think uh, she lets a coach do that. And she doesn't, I think what she's saying is she doesn't really think I'm ranked um, 63, my opponent is ranked 45. So she's not motivated by ranking, no. you mean? She's yeah, more motivated by results? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, obviously you know to enter a tournament, but, um, you know, and you've got an idea of where your ranking is, but you don't want to be thinking this person's ranked five places lower, I should thrash them, or this person's ranked 20 places higher. Just I focus on her game. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's a, that's a good way to go. So, yeah, well done there for Rakovic. I'm doing well. And um, just having a look around the world, though, um, some Davis Cup results, uh, Tom. Yeah, it was the semi-finals uh, over the weekend just gone. Um, Spain played France in Spain, and Spain won 4-1. Uh, Rafa Nadal turning out, looking very angry, actually. He was uh, pretty tired still after his loss at the US Open, but he played four sets of sublime tennis. Absolutely, sorry, six sets, I should say. He thrashed Gasquet. Uh, I think lost four or five games and then the same against Songa. Yeah, pretty good stuff there. I mean, uh, Songa gave a lot of credit to uh, Nadal. Now, what happened to Argentina against uh, Serbia? Now, this was uh, in... This was in was Serbia, this was, indoor. Yeah. Um, now, the first two on Friday, the Argentines won both singles matches, so they took a two-love lead into Saturday's doubles rubber. The Serbs won the doubles rubber. Djokovic didn't play Friday. He was still, he was claiming fatigue and a slight niggling injury. Uh, so he didn't play Friday, uh, didn't play Saturday, which was a surprise. They thought he might be uh, issued in for the doubles. But he did play in the fourth rubber on Sunday, the uh, rubber four against uh, Juan Martín del Potro. And he lost 7-6-3 love. He had to retire. He, he let out an awful scream uh, midway through the second set. He did his back in. Your real bad back problems. They had to be carried off the court and retire. And also, that meant that Argentina won the tie and were through to the final. Yeah, bad luck there for Djokovic. Uh, could keep him out for quite a few weeks as well, maybe even the rest of the year. Who knows? Um, yes, so reported, reported five to six weeks. So he looks like he definitely missed China, the tournament he won last year, which is in Beijing. And he might miss the Shanghai Masters, which is the, uh, the penultimate Masters 1000 tournament of the year. So... 
I think he's a bit annoyed by that because he's had such a good season. He wants to get <clears throat> as many wins as he can this year and keep that run going. But his body needs a rest. That's the main thing, really. He needs to focus on resting. And the players who said that they've uh, got too much tennis uh, and that Davis Cup's in the wrong place, well, problem is they actually voted for it to go there. They so, decided on the change, you know, yeah. You know, uh, guys like Murray and uh, others coming out, oh, you know, it's too much tennis, Davis Cup's is in, is in the wrong place. Well, I'm um, sorry, you asked for it to go there and now you complain about it. Um, yeah, it just doesn't wash with me at all. So uh, bad luck there, guys. Well, one, on, one, yeah. sorry, Dave, one player who didn't complain was Roger Federer. He flew to Australia yeah. after his semi-final loss at the US exactly. Open. Flew to Sydney yep. to play against um, Australia. On grass. On grass at some dodgy golf club yep. <laughs> on exactly. a court which had really bad bounces. And yep. I, I watched quite a bit of this tie. And uh, he, his team were up against um, Leighton Hewitt, who had yep. who missed the US Open through injury, who was determined to win yep. for his nation because this was a playoff promotion tie to get back in the world group for both yeah. countries. Tomic was there as well. And Tomic, Tomic played very well. Yeah, played very well. His Tomic beat Ovrinka on the first tie yep. in uh, four sets. Then Federer... Uh, was given a hard task, a good runaround by Hewitt. It went to four sets again. The doubles was won by Hewitt and Guccione. Yeah, uh, straight yeah. sets. No, four, sorry, four sets again. Yep. And um, the big tie uh, on Sunday was Bernard Tomic against um, Roger okay. Federer. Now this time Federer it went to four sets again. Um, so that made it two all. And then Hewitt played off against Stan. Hewitt led two one, three all in the fourth set. Had a chance to get a break. Stan managed to hold on, win that fourth set, went to a fifth set, and then they were 5-3 up to Switzerland when play was cancelled due to bad light. So the guys had to come back for a fourth day and play again on the Monday with Hewitt serving to stay in the tie. And uh, 30 of up, all looking good for Hewitt, then served two double faults, two shonky forehands out the court, game over, gone. He walked off the court in a stomp and Switzerland won the tie. Yeah, well done for Switzerland on that one. Another World Group playoffs as well. Uh, Czech Republic beat Romania 5-zip. Uh, Russia beat Brazil 3-2. Yushni having a 14-12 over uh, Belucci. Canada beat Israel. Croatia beat South Africa. Italy uh, beat Chile, so though Chile stayed down. Japan beat India, so Japan are in World Group and India are in uh, Asia Oceania Group 1. Austria beat Belgium, so Austria into the World Group, Belgium not. And as we said, Switzerland over Australia. And here's a very, very important and result. I'd like about. to hear you Great read this one out. Hungary, five zip, promoted <laughs> to Euro Africa. Finally, they're in a half decent group. Uh, Euro Africa Group One. Andy Murray played all played uh, two ties as well. Met up in Scotland, is that right? Or as in Glasgow, yeah. He he played in front of his grandparents, which he likes playing in front yeah. of. He won both ties. First yeah. guy he played against was a guy who hasn't played tennis professionally for six years, and now is now a lawyer. Goodness. But Murray won straight sets both matches and uh, good to see him playing against the Minnows. So what it, what it means, the Davis Cup, uh, particularly Japan beating India, it means that India come down to Asia Oceania Group 1 and other nations there, of course, Australia, uh, New Zealand, there's Uzbekistan, uh, Taipei, not Chinese Taipei, it's Taipei. <laughs> uh, also, we've got Korea coming up and the other countries there. China. China. Yeah, that's all seven. Yeah. So what it will mean is Australia will have a bye again. So they basically don't play that much. So the yeah. World Group final was after the um, Barclays World Tour finals, and that's in Spain. And then we have, so that's the end of this year's Davis Cup, and then next year's Davis Cup, New Zealand possibly facing, hopefully... You want to play either Korea or uh, China because they are the two weaker teams. And then hopefully Australia are in the second round. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Australia's In away. New Zealand, please. Uh, no, no, we wouldn't play Australia in New Zealand. It would be um, away. We last played Australia in about 1994, and... Uh, yeah, so I mean that would be playing Australia in Australia. Well, at least that'd be on TV. 
well, who knows? Well, definitely. Australia will show every time on TV. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. good point. So looking this week, uh, let's just take a quick look at the women's tournaments this week. Grand Joe, uh, Kirilenko is playing there. That always makes it good. But this is a tournament that Jamila Gadusova won, and she's the second seed this time. It's the sort of tournament that anyone like that could win. And you've got cool names like Nopawan Lichawakan from uh, Thailand. Uh, Radvonska, but that's the other Radvonska. Ursula. Uh, yep. And uh, who else we got there? Rybrakova. Yeah, a bit of a weak tournament. Got to be Kirilenko or Gajusova. No, I'm going for Pervak. Oh, she lost first round. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not going for Pervak. won in Tashkent last week. Okay, so she's um, uh, been doing pretty good. And then she really. retired with a shoulder injury. So, okay, ignore yeah. that. Um, so you've got to look at the top couple of seeds there. Yeah, I think so. Um, then we look. I'd like to see Kirilenko win that. Okay, we'll give it to Kirilenko ahead of Gajusova. Then we'll look at uh, Seoul, the Korean Open. Uh, another 220 tournament. Skivoni was the top seed in a wildcard and got beaten by Vera Duchovina first round. Bartoli should be the favourite for this one. Yeah, and she should win this Sibilkova. event. Or Gurgis. Gurgis needs to find some form again. She's been playing dreadfully of late. Yeah, no, she's in abysmal form, so we're not going to give it to her where I'm not. So you reckon a final between Bar- uh, Bartley and Sibilkova? Yep. Sounds good to me. That's good. And not I'm really that interested in that tournament, actually. It's piss poor. It's a quiet, it's a quiet week this week. We've got two tournaments um, on the men's side. But Another bloody clay event. Yeah, well... What is yeah. happening? Clay well, tournaments, because, piss uh, off. This is the Nastasi Tiriak Trophy. These guys run Romania. Um, whatever they want goes. Uh, Chela, top seed. It's, it's actually not a bad uh, seeding. 54 is the bottom seed. You've got Chela, Maya, Granolis, um, you know, Robredo's there. Montagnas, although Montagnas lost. He lost first round to a yeah. local, yeah. Ooh, dear. Uh, not too many other good players there, so we'll count that one out. Bad luck, we'll say that uh, Chela can win that. Yeah, we don't care. I'm going Marcel Granolas for that one. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, Mets in uh, France. Now, this has got a nice lineup. Lots of fr- uh, French players, as we suspected. Um, Songa, yeah, I'm, uh, good to see Songa playing an event like this. Songa, Gasquet, the top seeds. We've also got Gilles Muller, who did quite well at the US Open. Lubacic, uh, Xavier Melis, Delgopolov. Uh, Nicholas Mahout's in there, uh, Lodra. Uh, it's, it's a solid tournament, actually. Yeah, some good players. I think um, Lubicic is always dangerous indoors, that big serve. Um, Mikhail Lodra, again, it, the way that serve keeps running, he he can be really dangerous. The You've got Dolgopolov on a bit of form right now. Baghdad is dying for some form. He's been on a terrible run of bad results lately. But Songa surely has got to stand out here. I don't think he had much of a run around against uh, in Davis Cup. He played just the one match. No, he played the doubles too. He played two matches. So, and that was on clay. You, yeah. You've got to think. Got Songa, to Songa, Lubacic final. Yeah, I'll go for that. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a boring week, um, you know, after Davis Cup and after US Open. Uh, things sort of hot up again in a couple of weeks' time when we get into a couple of the decent tournaments for uh, the men. Uh, the women are all over the show, a couple of week tournaments. Um, Wozniak will be back soon to play some week tournaments somewhere. She'll play wherever time. the money is, yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, and uh, Rory McElroy, she's still with him apparently. Yeah, um, been tweeting each other. As a ranker was with um, Sergey Bubka Jr. Uh, Who qualified for the US Open this year yeah, too. Yeah, did okay. Um, so she's apparently with him. Uh, who else we got? Um, Burditch and uh, Safarova have split, apparently. Have they really? Yeah, after years together. Uh, so that's the sort of gossip there. And who else did you see uh, celebrity-wise at the US Open? I see Puff Daddy and Justin Timberlake were both in uh, Nolo's box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Timberlake was uh, always fun there. They always play his songs when he's there. Um, Alec Baldwin's always there. Uh, Will Ferrell as well. Of course, yeah. Uh, a lot of very attractive women. <laughs> Yeah. And did you get any numbers, Dave? Uh, I never do that sort of thing, of course. Always pure and innocent. 
Well, welcome back anyway. It's good to have you back in Auckland. Cheers, mate. It's and been... happy birthday for this week. Yeah, cheers. I'm getting old. It's official. Not quite as old as you though, Dave. It's good to know. <laughs> well, this has been the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley. And we'll catch you in a few weeks' time. Bye. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. 